God has overseen all of this. Again, this is part of the mystery. God did not take these men and basically treat them like robots. They weren't merely recruiting secretaries. Now, there are times when God specifically uh, told them to write something. And we've seen, of course, Moses with the tabernacle and so forth. And those things were shown to him, and yet, as we read through Exodus 25 and 40, there are clearly indications that Moses arranged it in specific ways. And that was, in part, his decision. So, so how do you do that? Or as you come into uh, the New Testament, and in particular some of the letters of Paul, uh, you really don't see, you know, thus saith the Lord. And Paul writes it down. Uh, he's writing to friends, to churches. And this is still... God's word. Um, so there's a, I guess you could say, a balance to be had. This is fully man's word, God using fallible men, and yet it is fully God's word at the same time. And so sometimes people will emphasize the point that emphasizes the humanity of it, other people will make a point that emphasizes the deity of it. Uh, but they're both true. Now, um, Related then to that is this topic of uh, what we would call scripturation, but uh, also this idea of textual uh, attestation is the fancy word we use here. Um, and that has to do with this. When God gave his word to whoever it was, you know, Paul or Mark or Moses or David or whatever, uh, and they wrote things down. The, that was the inspired word of God. But we don't have any of those copies. We don't have any of those original manuscripts. Not one of them. What we have are copies of the original. And as we look at some of the copies of the original, they're are on occasion some differences between one copy and another. How do we account for that? Okay. Uh, you'll hear me say here in a few moments in Acts, some manuscripts say that Paul and Barnabas went to Jerusalem, and others say that they returned from Jerusalem. Which is Doesn't make a difference, does it? Well, that's because some manuscripts have one and some manuscripts have the other. So which one do we go with? Does this undermine our belief that the Bible is God's word? No, it doesn't. Because the original writings were what were inspired. But, because this is God's word, he had, uh, you could say, a fair amount of interest in preserving what his word is. So that we now even roughly 3,500 years later for some of the scriptures, we know that that's what he actually told Moses. Okay. And so when we deal with some of this question here, that there are things we have to work through in particular, is not just the original idea of inspiration, but then the transmission of those original manuscripts down to the And uh, so I want to address that a little bit. And um, uh, I 
Another term that we use here in this context is the canon. And uh, um, here are some of the words that we uh, use in this context. So let me uh, approach it this way. Uh, how do we know the Bible really is God's Word?
do believe that some things were written down even as Jesus was speaking them. Um, but they weren't all put together into what we now know as the Gospels or the Acts until later. Um, we believe that Mark probably was the first Gospel to be written, probably in the mid-40s. Um, Paul's letter to the Galatians was his first letter, we believe, written in the late 40s. The book of James may have been written first. Some have argued in the early 40s when that was written. So you're talking uh, within uh, 15 to 20 years of Christ that these things started to be written. That we might think about that way. Um, and yet, this is not all that unusual for uh, ancient writings and so forth. Um, but uh, if God is leading through all of this, to make sure it happens. So, what I want to do here with the New Testament is I want us to, to read something here. I've got to bring it out. I hope Maybe some of you guys will have to it out. copy of a copy and maybe a copy of a copy of a copy, so I apologize for Caesar's Gallic Wars composed between 58 and 50 BC. 
There are several extant manuscripts, but only nine or ten are good, and the oldest is some 900 years later than Caesar's day. Of the 142 books of the Roman history of Bible, 59 B.C. to 817, only 35 survive. These are known to us from not more than 20 manuscripts of any consequence, only one of which and that contained fragments of those three cities. It's as old as the 4th century, a few hundred years later. Uh, the 14 books of the histories of Tacitus, about 180, <coughs> four and a half survive. The 16 books of his annals, 10 survive in full and two in part. The text of these extant portions of <coughs> two great historical works depends entirely on two manuscripts, one of the 9th century and one of the 11th. Now, let's keep reading, and I think it'll make the seat of the import of here. Bruce also comments, there is no body of ancient literature in the world which enjoys such a love for good textual adaptation as the New Testament. So look at this chart here. He lists, whatever, 10 or 12 ancient writings and authors. Note, when it was written, then the earliest copy we have of those, the time span in between, number of copies. Okay. You look down through there. Some of the people maybe you've not heard of. Obviously you've heard of Plato and Aristotle and so on. But no, with Aristotle's works, um, you had 1,400 years between when he originally wrote it and the earliest copy we have of Greedy states, 
Since scholars accept as generally trustworthy the writings of the ancient classics, even though the earliest manuscripts were written so long after the original writings, and the number of extant manuscripts is in many instances so small, it is clear that the reliability of the text of the New Testament is likewise assured. Or to put it another way, if you're going to accept the authority of these things, we have no reason not to accept the authority of the Scriptures as being what we have today, copies of the original. Accurate ones. Next. That's your comparison. Bruce Metzger is uh, one of the key men who has uh, dealt with the Greek text. Uh, the United Bible Society copy of the New Testament is part of it. So, the entire range of ancient Greek and Latin literature <coughs> ranks next to the New Testament possessing the greatest amount of manuscript testimonies. You look for it. It was written about 900 BC. There are copies about 400, so about 500 years in between. And there's 643 copies that we have. No, now, in comparison to the New Testament. If James was written in the early 40s, and Revelation was written in the mid to late 90s. There's that range, 40 uh, Earliest copies, about 125. Now, let me pause and just say this. Uh, some more things have been found since Joshua now wrote this. Okay. But we'll go with what he says here. Note that time span is roughly 25 years. Uh, I would say it's actually shorter than that. Perspective of literary evidence and the 
New Testament's reliability is far greater than any record of antiquity. If you read some of these other things, basically they're saying there's no doctrine that is impacted by these few changes that we have. And it also says in here, we believe that even among the different variations, that we have the original. The question is, on some of those changes, which one is the original? only question. You can look at any other ancient works, and there are many, many times where you're like, we have no idea what Plato said. In the New Testament, you don't have that. The question is, which one is it that Paul said? Or Luke said, or whatever it is. Um, so, remember what I said here before I started reading this. Our presupposition is the Bible says it is God's work. As we look at the evidence, it really backs that up, doesn't it? It still takes faith. It's not a blind faith. Faith that is reasonable, that is factual, factually based, and of course, ultimately, it's because of who God is. Trust him. He gave it to us and has preserved it for us. Thank you. 